Hey guys, and welcome to the Get Life Podcast. Today, well, this is a TK episode. I don't even know what to call it, but today we have some Tecmokoi related guests and introduce yourself guests. Hello, everyone. My name is Lawrence. You may recognize me from the previous pod- edition of the Get a Life Podcast where we introduced Tecmokoi Day. Hey, it's Raiden, uh, back again. Um, yeah. So as Lawrence was saying, um, recently there was a Tecmo Koei Day, I actually forgot when it was, but let's just talk about that for a bit. Um, that was um, during last weekend. Um, it was actually another event that Lawrence and uh, um, Justin Justin set up. Um, yeah, and then uh, we sort of set up uh fan pages on Facebook and such and just got fans involved with playing a few TK games together um, sharing experiences and stuff yeah helping to get the community together to actually play the games because the games for some odd reason don't have a strong online presence so a Tecmo Koei they really kind of brings the community together to help them all you know hey you want to play this game online I can help you with this in like Dynasty Warriors or something and then it just you know, kicked off from there. Yeah, it seemed there was a lot of uh, a lot of games kicking off. I mean, especially um, as Extreme Legends, uh, Dynasty Warriors Seven, Extreme Legends had just been released. There was a lot of people who were doing uh, the things for that, things like the chaos weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> thing I was kind of disappointed about was um, running like the Twitter page. All you see was just people playing either Dead or Alive or Dynasty Warriors and there was no people actually playing um, Ninja Gaiden games I was like, oh, really? Now, yeah, I think it's only um, I mean, it's uh, it's Ninja Gaiden's uh, Sigma 2 on the PS3 that's got an online um, feature Um, I don't think any of the others do and I know the Xbox version doesn't Um, I think I think it's the PS3 version of uh, Ninja Gaiden 2, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, yeah. that has the like the Ultimate Ninja mode, which is where you can do the um, the special co-op boss battles, and then you can get ranked on the leaderboard with a friend and all that stuff. See, I would have played it, but I just didn't play through Ninja Gaiden 2 from beginning to end. So me trying to do that would be like, oh, no way, just get killed one shot. <laughs> I, I think when... Um when three gets released, and uh, that does have that does look like it's got a much better, a lot stronger multiplayer uh, mm. feature on it. I think once that's released, that that would probably get um, a few more people playing online. Um, oh, yeah. I guess next, but you know, possibly when when another TK day is run and that has been released, I guess that's another thing to focus on. Yeah, yeah I think hopefully there will be a nice looking multiplayer. Oh yeah, really does look nice. But it does look a bit crazy. When I saw the trailer, I was thinking, what the hell is going on? Some guy was <laughs> killing himself. I was like, whoa. I mean, I'm not sh- I'm not 100% sure as to the, um, the exact details and what exactly is going on. I have watched a few of the um, uh, producer videos and things where Chin's gone out to, say, San Francisco and stuff. And, um, but I'm still not 100% sure exactly what modes are incorporated in the... Um, multiplayer and what's um because they only sort of showed uh almost like a all, all for one <laughs> all for one battle it's just you know all against all sort of thing yeah but it looked like a, 
Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a ninja clan war type of setting yes. that they have for that. Yeah. Um, it did look fun. I have no idea what the uh, relevance of um, suicide would be, but I'm sure it has a point. It looks like it's a, a function where if you get caught, if you're trying to do a stealth kill, and you get caught but they couldn't kill you, then you can just end your own life and then rob them of the point instead. The That's what it looks it. like. Mm. Yeah. That I was thinking um, it was like a manipulative kind of thing. That you kind of control the other character to kill themselves. I, maybe? Like a move? I, I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, I guess once once a few more details have been uh, released, etc., then... Uh, and possibly once the game's been released, because it's only in a couple of months, um, then, yeah, the, I guess we'll sort of get a bit more understanding as to what exactly is available with regards to multiplayer. Hmm. Well, the single player is nice. Oh, have you seen the single player? I've pl- I've I've tried the single player. Oh yeah, um, MCM. Yeah, I tried it at MCM and I tried it on um, at the Eurogamer as well. Um, both the same demo, um, and it's the same demo that's been shown on the internet. The first level, the one in London, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And it, it is it is fun to play. And I mean, I didn't play so much of Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden Two, etc. But it sort of made me want to play that game. It's I, I felt I could get into it a lot easier than I did with Ninja Gaiden 2 when I sampled the demo and that. Ninja Gaiden 3 looks different than Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2. Yes. Like by yeah. far. Yeah. I found, I mean, not, not easy, but I find it easier to get on with. It wasn't an easy, it didn't mm-hmm. seem like an easier game, it just seemed easier to get on with. And, yeah. It just seems like you can do more things in Ninja Gaiden 3 as well than in the other ones. Like, instead of the flying swallow just cutting through a person, now he grabs them, flips over them, and then stabs them again as his killing blow. And, you know, it's those little things that make it look the same, but different than the other Ninja Gaiden games. That's kind of true with all the Tecmo games. Like, um, Dynasty Warriors, it's still a Dynasty Warriors game, but you have new features in them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Six was completely different, but seven went back to what made Dynasty Warriors, you know, Dynasty Warriors, and then just rolled with that again. Yeah, and I think they probably realized they made it wasn't that bigger, wasn't that that good a thing, you know, the change in direction with six. But they did keep on some stuff like the swimming. Um, I think, yeah, the swimming yeah. and other yeah. things, and, and, and the climbing. two weapons as well. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing I wish they kept from six, honestly, is the Rembu system. They just needed to tweak it. Mm, I didn't really like that. The only thing I liked about that was unlimited kind of combos. That's yeah, that's what I like. But it just was confusing to me. I didn't really like it. I I preferred how Empires did the Rembu system, where when you reach a certain point, you will have unlimited Rembu throughout yeah. the entire stage instead of it being you know a charge attack will knock you down from full to level two you know stuff like that just to tweak it to make it more of a you know something that's worth going for so they could have just advanced the um the uh empire's rendering system a bit more 
Right, and just you know, add a little bit to that and make it something that where you can keep the unlimited Rembu for the entire stage, rather than just you know, like even if you have someone who's maxed out all yeah. their skills, all their stats, you run into someone in the middle of the stage, they do a charge attack against you, you go from unlimited Rembu to level one. It felt unbalanced because then you have to do you know three hit combos all over again, and I was like, I earned. Getting unlimited Rembu and I can't even use it through all the stage. Yeah. I guess yeah. I'm, I'd like to see what direction they go when they, if they push forward with the um, Warriors, you know, pushing forward with the Warriors series. Um, yeah. It's a little hard to say because I mean, now that Seven has really sort of told the story very well, and I think it has. <laughs> you know, I think the story mode in Seven is. It's brilliant. Only thing I didn't like about it was there was no co-op. That's the only thing. Yeah. Extreme Legends fixes that. But then it, Extreme Legends wasn't available to the Xbox users, so that really annoyed me. Also. Uh, yeah. Keep forgetting that. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a PS3 in time for TK Day just to uh, just to get uh, get some time in with um, Extreme Legends, and. I haven't got Dynasty Warriors 7 on um, PS3, so I couldn't try out the remix mode and stuff like that. All the remix really does is let you you uh, excuse me was let you play in conquest mode with the three new characters, and let you play story mode with everybody, and let you play story mode in co-op, and that's right. really all the remix mode adds. Okay. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I have both 7 and Extreme Legends. I haven't really touched much of the Dynasty Warrior 7 stuff since getting Extreme Legends. I, I like played... the Legends mode. Yeah, the Legends mode is, was a great addition. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I like think it stands, a, it stands alone as its own sort of game, in my opinion. Yeah, this, this Extreme Legends actually stands the best by itself. The yeah. other Extreme... Legends, you kind of needed the other game to go with it. This one feels like you can just pick up Extreme Legends and just roll with it. And I think that's why it didn't matter to me not having Seven when I started playing it. Was, um, I can jump into the Legends mode and it just felt like a, a different game. You know, you had all the, the new, uh, all the new missions and a nice, um, you know, bringing back some of the old Dynasty Warriors Five missions and stuff like that. And, yeah, that was a nice, nice, uh, nice little feature. Yeah, and the challenge that. mode is good as well. Oh, I love the challenge mode. <laughs> you know, just I... add some, add something else, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I've been trying to do the rampage challenge, and before I stopped playing Extreme Legends, like about two months ago, I was ranked number two on the rampage leaderboards. And then I come back, I'm ranked number 10, and I'm sitting here like, do I want to go for it? Let's go back up to try to get to number 2? And then I see like a thousand kill difference. And I'm like, no, I'll just, I'll stick to top 10. <laughs> I see that a thousand kill difference, I'm like, no. Is that worldwide, or is it on your friends list only? Uh, worldwide. Wow. Yeah. I was number 1 for like, 5 minutes. And then the guy who was second place, a guy who was second 
place overtook me. And then I overtook him, then he overtook me again, and I was like, okay, I quit for the day. <laughs> it was like, we were going back and forth, like, okay, he's gonna beat me, I'm gonna beat him, and then we just kept chasing back and forth, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so, uh, what, um, TK games are you looking forward to this year? And there's quite a few on the, um, on the cards, from what I've seen. I'll say all of them. <laughs> Cough out. I, I know you can't say anything about the PS3 ones that are being released. Well, which ones are the PS3 ones? Because um, I know you've got uh, um, the Hyper Dimension um, Neptunia 2. I think that's been announced. Um, you've then got. Um, I know okay. there's Dynasty Warriors next, and um, the Sigma on. Um, Vita, Vita which is um, you know the new system. Uh, with regards to, um, oh, so there's another one which is uh, the Clan of Champions, which I saw on their website as well, which looked quite interesting. There's not a lot of details on that day. It looked like a picture of an orc character in amongst there, so it looks like some sort of fantasy style RPG, or whatever. Tecmo Koe owns Gust now, right? Um, the company behind the Atelier series. Yes, they have been. Yeah, they have. Is it one or two games they've gotten from them? Yeah, I think they have uh, Atelier uh, Mimiru or uh, Meruru, which uh, Adventure of Ireland, which I think is this year. It came out last year in Japan, but it's coming out uh, in May for U.S. and Europe. And they've got the um, Tutori as well. Yeah. All I'm hoping for is Warriors Orochi to come out. Yep. Just oh yeah. For Xbox. Yeah. And there has been a, a lot of talk. It, it from, will. There's been a lot of talk from some people who've uh, imported, and yeah, they seem to be enjoying it enough. Just yeah. <laughs> hoping yeah. to get a nice uh, Western release. It seems then, hopefully. Yeah. With bonus characters. <laughs> I think that's asking for a little too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think we'll get anything extra. I'm still kind of uh, angry and disappointed that we still we didn't get any of the you know the Dynasty Warriors Japanese pre-order DLC. I don't see why. How come we didn't get that? We didn't get the Lawson DLC, which looked awesome. I think that's licensing, because I think Lawson's a store. Yeah, but still, you can have like a Tesco DLC. <laughs> Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't th I don't think I'd want my characters running around in Tesco DLC cloning. <laughs> but I get you. <laughs> Walk around like, you know, walking billboards for their store. Hi, I'm from GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> They're walking around in your best buy outfit. You wrong walking around with Amazon.com outfit. Get it? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that. Would, I, well, I, I I don't see it would work. And I guess you'd have to have the uh, the companies that are willing to sort of sponsor um, such a game, which I'm sure there's a lot of uh, Western companies which probably wouldn't. Why not? Game is awesome. 
It is, but it's not popular uh, yeah. to to a, to a broader audience. That's, and I guess that's their problem. They need to they they'd rather reach to just you know everyone they can, and it's not a clever marketing decision if you have a narrow audience. Yeah, it gets a lot of undue flack, especially from the reviews. Yeah. It's, it's strange for so for some reason that every like you can say certain games are repetitive, but they still get high review scores. And then Dynasty Warrior Seven hit, and I'm reading it get a five, and I'm like, huh? Oh yeah, IGN ripped on Dynasty Warrior Seven. It was just bad to read the review. Some of the complaints are were legitimate. I will give, yeah. but others were, you know. I, I, I do like to read these and sort of see what people's points of view are. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to always reflect whatever I think about certain things. Um, and yeah, they do pick up on a lot of things. I know, um, you know, Jim Sterling did his review and stuff, and there was a lot of things when his he sort of picked up on a lot about things like DLC and stuff, and, um, you know, you're paying a fortune for everything extra. Um, <clears throat> Uh, but I didn't quite, after playing Extreme Legends, I didn't quite see his point when he was saying about it should have just been an, a DLC feature or, or something, because I think it stands alone as an, uh, another game, so... The fact that Extreme Legends added three characters, yeah. that alone makes it stand as its own game. Because Dynasty Warriors never added characters for an Extreme Legends title. That was a Samurai Warriors only privilege. And it was also they, you know, they introduced new weapon sets and stuff as well, and right, decloning things as well. Yeah, yeah. the four D clones that they did. Yeah, <clears throat> and they had a nice, it had you know, brought back that nice system of making you face the bit of a challenge. But because Seven doesn't make you have to up the difficulty or anything like that because you don't really gain anything for it um, nope. whereas this time you have to you know you have to be playing in the higher difficulties to get some rewards and and that's you know that's a nice feature which is brought back because you used to have to do that before and sort of chat you know sort of challenge you a bit yeah it brought back a little bit of old school dynasty warriors in it in terms of the difficulty and the the um, chaos and nightmare weapons yeah yeah, um, yeah, because they were they were chaos and nightmare weapons as opposed to sort of just upgrading. I mean, because before they used to just do upgrading of your um, old of your existing weapons, didn't you, from doing doing certain tasks, etc. Yeah, or just you know run through and then buy the weapons after a while, and yeah. then you can just do that. Now they give you something you have to work for. Yeah, I could have done without the Dynasty Warriors three like archers though. <laughs> 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 they, they are rather annoying. The archers are like the archers are almost as bad as the DW three ones in this game. I have heard that the warriors are actually um, um, riflemen are even worse. The artillery and the riflemen are even worse. <laughs> so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I guess that's something to look forward to. <laughs> oh yeah, really. As if Samurai Warriors didn't traumatize me with muskets. <laughs> Is anyone looking forward to the new Dead or Alive game that's coming out? Oh yes, very looking forward to that game. 
I'm not really a fan of fire games because I know I just mashed the controller, but you know. I'm quite the same, and I find Dead or Alive you can't mash the controller because the because the controls don't let you do that. And... Yeah, the, the DOA games require I don't want to say precise inputs, but you at least have to know the commands before you do them. Yeah, and sort of timing with the counters and stuff like that. And... Yeah, combo delays to make sure yeah. that you do a move after they do a hold and then you catch them off guard and then... Yeah. There's a lot more mind games in DOA than I originally thought that there were. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I found um, DOA 5, uh, sorry, 4, a lot more um, challenging than the previous ones that I played. Um, I've I've heard, but but the problem is I've heard that was mostly because of the end boss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That the, the uh, Kasumi like end boss. Yeah, don't worry. I've had my experience with her. <laughs> Freaking DOA dimensions. Whose broad idea was it to have every single end boss in that game? <laughs> <laughs> but it's they they have nice use of environments, and I think. Um, from looking at the the, vid, the video that was released, um, DOA five makes even better use of environments. By um, you know the environments are constantly changing, and um, you got things which are moving throughout the uh, through the backgrounds and stuff. Um, yeah, they have only shown in the one place so far. So I'm you know hopefully look when a few more videos on other levels get released, uh, we'll get a bit more of a flavour as to what they've got coming in. Or you could play the demo if you get the Ninja Gaiden Collector's Edition. Um, I think the demo is available um, on pre-order. Yeah. Um, As well. Or just yeah. With the normal. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's available on pre-order, but I know in America, you've got if you buy it from one store or another store, you get um, uh, buy it from one store, you get two, uh, two characters. If you buy it from another store, you get two characters. Yeah, because. Um, if you get from GameStop, you get Ryu and you get Hitomi, and Amazon they get two other characters. I don't even know. I don't know how to pronounce their games. The only ones <laughs> I know is Ryu, and, Ayane uh, and Hayate. That's how you um, say it. Um, and, and over <laughs> here it's different because if you buy, if you pre, uh, pre-order the PS3 version, you get two characters. If you pre-order the oh. Xbox version, you get the other two characters. That and that's, <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah. That's... Hmm. I hope the Xbox version has a Ryu. Um, I'm gonna get angry. I mean, I'm sure that's what yeah, I read up. I'm sure that's what I read up when I was yeah. uh, looking it up. The 360 version, if I'm not mistaken, has Ryu and and Hitomi, yeah. and the PS3 version will have Hayate and Ayane. Good. But it's nice they're releasing it for both PS3 and Xbox because I know the PS3 is sort of. You know, PlayStation users have missed out on the last uh, two installments because they've been Xbox and Xbox 360 titles. Yep, yep. The last PS2 title was DOA 2 Hardcore. 2, yeah. Yeah. And then Xbox kind of undid all that by getting DOA Ultimate. <laughs> so they got a better version of DOA 2, so it's like, yeah. okay, what was the point? Um, let's move on to some questions now. Uh, oh yeah, 
me and Lawrence were talking about this first question, and it was com- it was an annoying question, I have to say. <laughs> Lawrence was pretty annoyed. I think he knows what it is. Um, don't you yeah. think t- uh, Koei should set their games in a place other than Asia? <laughs> now, see this. So this is a difficult one um, because most of these companies, I mean, where um, they tend to use the Eastern developers, they tend to sort of stick to what they know. Um, I.e., most Eastern developers tend to stick with familiar Eastern environments or um, you know their knowledge on their sort of history, etc. Um, or if they don't do that, then they'll end up doing something which is of uh, you know fantasy um, style environment uh, and background, etc. Um, Unless, of course, possibly they use Western um, insights, Western developers, etc., um, et then they may use other you know, other uh, Western places. Um, I know they did Bladestorm, which was um, England and France, but I don't think they went that in depth as to the environments in the in the two places. Good point. My point was when I first saw that question, I just rose an eyebrow and was like, "They did Warriors of Troy, and they that, did yeah. Blade Storm, yeah, they did uh, the Fist of the North Star, uh, Ken's Rage, Hokuto no Ken uh, Muso, which isn't even in Japan." <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking in my head all these games they made that aren't placed in Asia, and then I just look back in the question and go, "Okay." <laughs> Yeah, see, see, when there's, um, I guess when there's some games which are set in a complete fantasy universe, or if they're sort of based on something which was, um, uh, like with Ken's Rage, that was based on a, a manga title that already had a background, etc. So right. they were able to use that. Um, we have Ninja Gaiden, which is jumping into London. And um, Dubai. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Dubai is technically in Asia, though. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to undercut my point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it failed badly. But yeah, so so. It's not like they're not doing or trying. We've also got the jockey games, which they've got tracks which are oh, based... Oh, please, I don't talk about Champion <laughs> Jockey. <laughs> I don't like that game. It's good fun. I haven't got it. It's good fun when I um, gave it a sample. Okay, I, don't, it's I don't think it's got a long... To, to, to me, the game just seems so boring. <laughs> it's a big... I know it's a big hit in Japan. I don't think it's boring. I think it just looks. I, I want to say gimmicky. It looks fun, but it looks, you know, too. You know, you need to have a move to do this. You need to have, you know, two move controllers to do this. You need to have a connect to, you know, do this motion. It, yeah. it looks too gimmicky and a time where the motion controller fad is kind of, you know, fading. Yeah. It looked kind of cool on Kinect because I, I saw um, the video when 
Chin was playing it, which is yep. too funny to watch. <laughs> but um, what was it on the controller? That it just seems because the past ones, they were the ones that annoyed me. Because you know, in the Dynasty Warriors games, you used to have like trailers for the other games in the yep. options, and I used to look at them and I'm like, oh my god, who would buy these games? <laughs> it's not like you put like a red hair, like secret horse in there. Like, I mean, maybe if you did, I would play the game. <laughs> I, I had a go at um, MCM last year with, and I uh, had a race against Chen, or a couple of races against Chen, and I had a lot of, you know, had a lot of fun doing it. Um, but I don't think I could justify having it because I won't play it that often. So, did Chen smack you in the face with the PlayStation Move? No, he didn't. He didn't. I, <laughs> I, I swear, I almost hit him though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we, although we were using the PlayStation Move, we were playing it that we had to act like we were riding horses. And yeah, I'm sure there's a there's, well, actually, no, no video, no video footage was recorded. I can stay there. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> make it sound like you have something to hide there. <laughs> so I made sure no video footage was recorded of this. <laughs> Wait, um, yeah. Let me check that now, actually, because I think there was. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take me some time. I know there was the footage of Chin smacking someone in the face when he yes. was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so think you, you I don't think even Chin will ever forget that. <laughs> what do you think of the uh, that One Piece game? Now that some video footage has sort of crept out there. I actually haven't I, seen it, so I can't really give my opinion on it. I, I mean, seen... I... Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I've never watched One Piece. Um, we, um, it's all import stuff over here, so um, I've never watched it. So I don't really know the characters and what exactly it's like. Um, but it did look quite odd and uh, at the same time quite fun to play. The art style in One Piece is very weird. It takes a bit of getting used to that art style, but overall, once you get used to it, you start making more sense out of it. Just, did, the, did the video sort of suit how the series is? or I would think so. I think they actually got the series feel and look down for it. Like, even the little, the mini quick time events that they threw in here and there. Okay. So it's sort of one to watch, I guess. I mean, I want to try... Um, I mean, I did try this Bleach um, game uh, back at MCM in May last year, and that's one that I want to pick up because I quite enjoyed playing that. I have the Bleach game here, so I played the demo because I downloaded it from a Japanese PSN account, and I played the demo for it, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta get this!" And then when it had a US release date announced, I was like, oh, perfect, and I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame they didn't release such demos over here. Yeah, I don't know why. I think the Bleach one was made specifically for the, um, like, the Tokyo Game Show at 2009? Or 2010? Right. And then that was it. So it was like a special promotional thing, because that demo came out you know, way in advance before the game did. Mm. Like, I think it was almost the full six, seven months before the game came out, that demo. 
though. And a lot of things change between the demo and the final game. I can say that for a fact. Okay. Like, the look is cleaner, the HUD and everything changed, some move properties even changed, so... What I noticed that there are a lot more of the anime-based titles that are going into the, you know, free-for-all, hack-and-slash, you know, style, or beat-em-up style. Yeah. Like, One Piece has its game coming this year with uh, Kaizuko Musa. Bleach had Soul Ignition, Soul Resurrection. And they also had the Soul Carnival series on the PSP where they're all Chibified. And Naruto has its own on the PSP, uh, Ultimate Ninja Impact. So each of it's looking more like the different anime are going more toward the beat 'em up style, as yeah. you know each series starts to fit that you know genre. Like Naruto has its big war arc going on, so they decided to go let's let's make this a beat 'em up to accommodate that. <laughs> I wonder what um if, what Dragon Ball would be like as a, a similar title. We messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I think they tried it once on the PS2 and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did try it once. I think it was that Dragon Ball Z saga. Then, ooh, don't talk about that game. <laughs> I, I never, I never tried that one. I, um, I've only tried a few on the um, PS3. Uh, not PS3 on the Xbox. <laughs> That's all you need to see. <laughs> So yeah, moving on to another question, kind of related to this. Um, what do you think if TK made a modern Dynasty Warriors game? I had to thought. I had to think um, about this. Um, <laughs> now, I I don't think it. I, I don't think it'll work. I don't. One, I don't think there's any good technology or anything to use in a Dynasty Warriors style setting. Um, our style of combat nowadays is nowhere near what the old Warriors series was you know, putting in. Um, and it's not anything far future like you can have with the like, Mecha Wars, etc. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. think I don't think it'll work. I think it'll work. You do? Kind of, but it's the way I imagined it was because Lawrence was saying, well, in a Dynasty Warriors games, you normally you would recognize the characters you know from research or something that this character is this. But in a modern one, you're going to have to have completely new characters that no one knows. So I'm thinking, why don't you just make the characters uh, people, the TK family, just make them the characters. You, it would be awesome, man. So, so we could we could all be officers. Uh, yeah, um, I was saying. Or equivalents of. Uh, well, yeah, basically. Uh, you start I call the minigun. And what would the uh, what would the environment be? Um, I haven't really thought about that. I was just thinking London Underground for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know what? Screw the minigun. I'll take the sniper rifle. <laughs> I don't think I don't think a sniper rifle is going to do much justice in the uh, London Underground. That's the point. I'm out of the zone. <laughs> <laughs> Catch anyone that comes out. Yeah, exactly. If, if they escape, um, mm, right there, looking down. 
I'll be right behind you, literally. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I personally don't think such a thing will work. Um, it may work with regards to um, a Kesson style game, um, you know, Maybe. more strategy. But then there's enough, there's enough modern warfare strategy games that are out and about now as well. So, and then Conquest has that pretty much locked down. Hmm. But I think they could do it though. It, it could work because oh, you're gonna get more people from the Western market thinking, oh, guns. Let's go buy this game. <laughs> hey, I'm from the Western market. I resent that remark. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all though? Um, mm, I'm more Western. <laughs> but isn't that true nowadays? You just see, they're the games that are selling. Anything with guns is selling. That's how it's working. Uh, Gears of War, Battlefield, Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, yeah. kind of, sort of, yeah. I, I, I can easily see that fascination, with, especially with the shooters. But then, you know, then you've also got, I mean, this year as well, you've got the, the year of uh, a heck of a lot of RPG-style titles. You've got... Um, God knows how many um, like fighting games which are coming out during the course of the year. I lost count. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, say, yeah, you've got your um, uh, you've got your Soul Calibur, you've got your Dead or Alive 5, which I assume is still planned for coming out this year. Um, you've got your Street Fighter X Tekken, which is coming out. Yeah, um, more announcements through the next two months. I think it was the... Wait, did the Marvel vs. Capcom... I think oh, the new one, did that come out yet? Yeah, that came out uh, at oh. the end of last year. Which which caused a bit, a bit of a stir because um, it had not been out for a year and they were releasing an Ultimate Edition of it already. Yeah, there's so many reasons that they gave between, you know... Uh, between them saying the tsunami was the reason and the earthquake and then them saying that it was better them do it as a disc update instead of DLC yeah. and then there was like so many different reasons that nobody knows what to believe anymore from Capcom so half the response was like you know what fine and then they just some people just didn't buy the game I mean I think it already caused enough of a stir when um, with Street Fighter 4 because that, that's had two updates on it if I recall. Yeah, it has Super and then Arcade Edition. Yeah. But the thing so, with Street Fighter is that the first one, uh, Ono admitted that the Street Fighter 4 wasn't built for DLC because it was meant to be like one shot and out. But yeah. The problem is it went so well that they told Ono, okay, you make the game you want to make now. And then he made Super. And then he made Super able to take DLC and then he made Arcade Edition. But then saying that they did the same with Street Fighter 2, so... Um, yeah. Street Fighter 2 had received so many additions in the arcade and on consoles, etc. Yeah, I got like five additions. <laughs> Original, Turbo, Champion, yeah, uh, Super, hyper. Super Turbo, yeah, and Hyper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and yet, this gen is when people draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> like how many like 20 years later oh we don't agree with this yeah <laughs> but they didn't have DLC back then so yeah but this time they, they complained about the DLC yes yeah it's <laughs> even if it's free they've complained about it yeah it's uh, I, I don't 
I don't quite. I mean, DLC is an. I, I see DLC as being an option. It's not. Um, you usually have enough within a game, and DLC is just an option to have as an extra. It's, so what kind of time period do you think they should release DLC any video game developer? See, see this is a difficult one because um, if you release DLC too early, you have a lot of people complaining. If you release it too late, people aren't playing the game anymore, so they don't want the DLC. So... Um, I mean, you think it depends they should on the... do like a season of DLC, like what Modern Warfare are doing? Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, some, something like that, or having a, a planned schedule, or depending on the game as well. I mean, if it's not something that people are going to be playing all year, then like it's just a strong single-player campaign, then release it earlier than later. Just don't announce or show DLC before the game is even out. <laughs> <laughs> you will piss so many people off. Yes. <laughs> you are that's, guaranteed to lose sales. <laughs> that's that's another thing that I'm really not uh, is uh, you know my uh, gripe is the fact that people that they, the developers do while they, while it's still in development they are <laughs> telling you about DLC that's coming out. I don't uh, mind that with fighting games, but single player games it's you know yeah because with fight. Because with fighting games, you need to have the data somewhere. If the data isn't on the disc, then, you know, let's say you download a character. If the data isn't on the disc, you can't use that character unless someone else downloaded them. But yep. somebody might not have downloaded them. So that means you can't use your character. So then you're stuck. Yeah. Right. And Mortal Kombat has free compatibility packs, and people didn't even download those, even though they gave you two outfits for free. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can't. You can't it was go like four outfits, actually. Um, I think it was two each uh, compatibility pack. Yeah, because there was two for the Jade and Katana, and there was uh, for Cyrax and the other guy. I forgot his name. Other robot uh, guy. That's the one. And they were like from the old school Mortal Kombat games, and then there was one for Smoke and uh, the other guy. New. What would they call the character Noob? Um, Ed Boon. Noob Sidebot, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ed Boon, John Tobias. Flip the name Boon and flip the name Tobias. Oh Noob my Cybot. god. <laughs> Bind equals blown. <laughs> More than blown. I think, I think another annoying thing with DLC is um, when they... When so not developers, because this is then the publishers. When they say this shop's getting this DLC, this shop's getting this DLC, oh, yeah. um, and it all leaves people having to choose where they're going to be buying their product from and having to miss out on something else. Unless you can buy. Um, I've seen there's loads of people with Mortal Kombat. What they did was, um, I know Americans do this. I'm not saying all of them do, but there's this guy. He went to Walmart. And he got his oh. game, he, and they gave him like the the code for the DLC. And then, as soon as basically he just cancelled his pre-order as soon as he got the the code, the code. And then he went and done the same thing everywhere else. So then he came out with loads of DLC codes when the game came out. So he had basically all the um, fatalities, those classic fatalities, and basically all those classic costumes. 
when he was only supposed to have one. Wow. I've heard of that, but didn't know it was like that big of a thing, honestly. The thing I keep hearing is people do is that they get this one, you can call it a dummy account, and a bunch of people would go, Alright, who has this code? Alright, you have Reptile? Alright, so give me that code. And you have Sub-Zero? Okay, I'll, you give me that. I have Scorpion. You have Ermac, and you have, um, you have, what is it, Jade's code from the Mortal Kombat Blu-ray. Oh, okay, so you all got those five codes? Alright, so let me put them in that account, and then well, I'll make the account active, and then I'll give you all the password, and then you can download all the DLC together. Now that thing is, it doesn't work with the Xbox, so... It, it used to work on the PS3, because I've seen and heard people do it. I... I stood away from that. I mm. my account is on my PS3 and is only in my you know my family's you know PS3s, so it's shared amongst them only. But now because of that, Sony went went ahead and went. Okay, you're gonna do the game sharing thing. You can share from five PS3s how it used to be to only two. Well, it's good that they. Cut I, down. Yeah, it's good that they did that because before. There were some people they were even charging for DLC because there was this. Um, I remember there was this one kid. He bought like some Black Ops map pack and basically he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah do you want it for five pounds?" And I was like, "It's already like five pounds on the store. What? What's the <laughs> difference?" <laughs> but 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 he has it. He has it in his hand, and you know what you're getting. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, it probably would have been a used code anyway. Yeah. Maybe, but... No. Hmm. If it's the same price as what you're getting online... But, yeah, maybe. Who, I mean, who's, who's to say it's not used and then you've, you're, you're the fool for but You know, you're the fool for paying it. And there was this other thing that he used to do, the same guy. Basically, he, he downloaded it and then, like you said, just changed the count. What he used to do was... um give the account to everyone so they can download he charged them and then before they he got the money up front and then he used to change the password back so that no one would be able to access it so what did you think oh, of um what did you think of um Tecmo Curry's DLC the deal uh, for which games um well I mean in general I mean I say I mean I could, I could probably target um seven more so because that's Got quite you know quite a lot of DLC um, content um, which has been released since um, since the game's been released. Do you think more. it's fairly priced or it is um, really reasonably priced? I I do have to say that. I like I like what you get for the price when you pay for the maps. Um, I think you get a fair a fair bit of playtime with regards to the maps. Sometimes the weapons seemed a little, um, a little expensive, um, especially if um, when there was the special ones which you're not going to be not going to be using. But then you have the choice to buy them or not, and right. and I think of the DLC, the original costume packs were probably the oh yeah, yeah. they yeah, were the were. they were the cheapest. But one thing I didn't like again, and I know. People be like, "Oh my god, it doesn't sound like Bishop Smith likes Tech McCoy at all." But um, 
on PlayStation 3 they had I think the original Dynasty Warriors the first Dynasty Warriors costumes and I think they were for free Xbox didn't get yes, that yes they are yeah they, they are for free on, on PS3 because I've downloaded those how come they how come Xbox were charged you're not the only ones who are charged Wait, were you charged North America was charged ah oh. We were charged, I think, a dollar or two for pretty much every old gen outfit. DW3, 4, it, 5, 6, yeah, and DW1, it, it was like a dollar or two. It was 79p for um, each of the DW5, uh, 3, 4, 5, and 6 costumes, I think. So yeah, so 8 One, Microsoft points for the Xbox. Uses. And then the, and the and the Dynasty Warriors one was free. Dynasty Warriors one here was charged as well because I think that was actually um, what's it called something we had to pay for. Well, it's not really their fault. It's um, I would say it's the region you're in, like yeah, Sony um, Europe. They're the ones that sort that kind of thing out. And I know for like DLC codes. They are the ones that actually sort out the DLC codes, not Tecmo Koei. Yeah, I honestly didn't mind the charge because it was like, yeah, it's only it's a dollar, it's two dollars. It wasn't that much, so I was like, okay, it's, you know, it's a dollar. And especially since the what I was reading was Tecmo Koei was giving the money to the charity for the tsunami and the earthquake that happened that year, I was like, okay, you, you can go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't be upset over paying a dollar if it was going to that. So no. I was like, okay. No. Yeah. I mean, the Gundam DLC was. I thought was some of that was probably a little more expensive. Um, with regards to say, uh, I think so when you buy characters, the missions weren't so much. But when you buy car- when you buy another character, they were charged a little more excessively. Well, but- when you bought a when you bought a character in uh, in the Gundam, it was more you're buying the pilot along with the mobile suit. Yeah. So. But then again, it's choice, and you don't have to if you're not going to be using a certain character. So. Yeah. Hmm. I gotta admit though, they did a smart move in that sense with DLC before Gundam. They knew people wanted the Gundam Meister, so they just put Setsuna in, and then they saved the rest for DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, you brilliant bastard. <laughs> so was there any more um, questions which you had come in? Well, yeah, there's only two more. Um, let's right. start with this one you guys haven't heard it I just got this one like a few minutes ago um, which character would you like to see return in a warrior series which character would I like to see return mm-hmm. um, see I, uh, the characters I like are always there uh, <laughs> I mean did I, as I've mentioned before particularly fond of Liu Bei and Xu Zhe Liang as characters and they are pretty much always there when there's a, a Dynasty Warriors themed game. Um, Benevolent! 
and yeah, I mean, I would, I would always want them, want them all in the game. Um, some other characters which um, may not be so um, dominant or whatever with regards to coming back. Um, not sure. Um, Okay, if you can't answer it, then um, let's change it up a bit. Who would you one. like to see in the game? As a special character? Any character. Uh, depends on what sort of game we're playing. I mean, it was nice that they, you know, that you say you've got um, your. Um, Ryu Hayabusa going into Warriors or HE3. Um, if you're going to be making um, some characters like that, I mean, possibly some of the um, uh, like Kasumi or some, someone like that jumping into a Warriors game. I'm not sure how they would quite fit because um, Ryu Hayabusa uses a uh, uses a sword, so um, he suits the style. One character I'm surprised was cut from the Warriors games in general, who I'd like to see back, would be Musashi Miyamoto. Don't know who that is. Pretty much regarded as the greatest samurai who ever lived. I don't know why he was cut after Samurai Warriors 2, but I really think he needs to be put back in for Samurai Warriors 4 if they make one. It just seems weird to... You know, go from Samurai Warriors 1, him being so demanded, and then put him in for part 2, and then just cut him from part 3. Yeah, a bit of a and shame if... Well, a bit of a shame if he's not listening to fans, etc. Same with Pang Day, you know. Yeah. They brought him back though, which is good. Yeah. I want to see um, Zuo Ji make a return. Zuo Ji was awesome in Dynasty Warriors 5. He's a bit overpowered, but still, that... That guy. Yeah, but most I think all the mystics were overpowered in some way. Like Fushi and Nu Wa were pretty strong for what they were in Dynasty Warriors Three. Hmm. Like Nu Wa, they gave, they pretty much made her her attacks came out the fastest of anyone else, and she had a death element in her final weapon. And her, her combos were pretty much faster than. I think I think she actually was the fastest character in Dynasty Warriors 3 in terms of attack speed. So imagine that with a death element in her charge sticks. <laughs> um, it's okay. been a long time since I've played my Dynasty Warriors 3, I can tell you that. Never actually played Dynasty Warriors 3. Oh. <laughs> I was still playing Dynasty Warriors 2 at that time. I have many fond memories of Dynasty Warriors 3. <laughs> I spent a lot of time. So fond. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I always remember the encounters with Lu, um, Lu Bu, and that's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in every Dynasty Warriors pain. game was always difficult, but in Dynasty Warriors Seven, it's just like yeah, who cares? Lu Bu, he's easy to defeat. I kid yeah. you not. 
when I first ran into Lu Bu in Dynasty Warriors 7 story mode, since I I went in the order of Wei, uh, I think Wei, Shu, Wu, and then Jin. So, so I did Wei first. When I first saw Lu Bu, I went from, oh, it's Lu Bu, okay, let me see how tough he is. Slash, no flinching. My immediate reaction was like, okay, halt, ask for the exit. <laughs> this was Cao Cao's escape from Dong Zhua. So yeah, because like, okay. you're, you're not supposed to def defeat him, are you, in that? He uh, sort of runs away. Yeah, you, you can defeat, defeat him, though. Him? Yeah. yeah, you could, but it's not recommended at that time. Because yeah. that's like mission two or three of story mode, and Lu Bu is, you know, like a full tier above you. And he has super armor, so I was like, slash, slash. Okay, run. <laughs> it's the easiest run way to get the achievement, though. For de defeating Nubu on that mission. Yeah. I did I did it at Shaho Yuan at Hulao Gate. That oh. Bo Muso is just... You know. Lubu can be running at you and that Bo Muso, Bo Muso is just going to blast him all the way back. So I just kept up using that. <laughs> trying to remember which one I did this. Not sure which path it was that I... Um, I defeated him first. Well, it may have been the second battle with Lubu that I ended up uh, getting there. Yeah, Shia P guarantees it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would have meant something more if the trophy and the achievement was more uh, meant for uh, hyper mode Lubu. Where you only get the trophy if you defeat a Lubu that, you know, has the super armor and is super and is overpowered. Or yeah. for defeating it on Chaos. Or for defeating him on Chaos, yeah. Yeah. Because really, Shia P guarantees that trophy. <laughs> oh yeah, because he has to die anyway. Yeah, yes. and, you, and you will defeat him there because his stats are lowered at Shia P. Yeah. Because your aim, you're, the aim is to defeat him at that point. Yeah. And at Hula Gate, your aim is to just, you know, don't pursue Lu Bu. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been told. <laughs> yeah. I like how they threw that reference in in Dynasty Warrior 7 with Cao Cao saying the line. <laughs> Yuan Shao says it in 3, Cao Cao says it in 7. I think even the achievement had that kind of reference in there as well. Yeah, I think it's yes, you can pursue Lu Bu. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, guys, what kind of Tecmo game, do you want to see make a comeback? Because personally, I want to see Kassen make a comeback, and I was really disappointed when they said that's, that's not going to come back. Kessen, for me, would be one I'd like to see come back. Um, I love playing Kessen, Kessen 2, and Kessen 3, and that's, yeah. Uh, why, I, why? I mean, I did Bladestorm, which was as similar as it got, but nothing since. Well, for me, Romance of the Three Kingdoms 12 got announced, so that's out. Nobunaga's Ambition is crossing over with Pokemon, so that's out. Yes, yeah. So, <laughs> Kessen would probably be it for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> My choices got taken. <laughs> they got made. Yep, yeah, and one of them's crossbreeding with Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, that looks quite interesting. I, I give you that. <laughs> I'm still 
stunned at that at that decision. Not in yeah. a bad way, but I'm just shocked that that actually came to be. Now, I'm not sure if that would release, if that would have a Western release. I'm not sure if that's something which would be sort of kept in um, the Eastern provinces. I think it would, because it's Pokemon. Exactly. That's yeah. obviously going to get its release, hopefully. And what formats was it on? I mean, it looks like something which was on a, a 3DS or something, or a Wii. Uh, it looks like a DS, yeah. I think it's... Um, I forgot if it's regular DS or 3DS, but I think it's the regular DS. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah, speaking of crossover games, which kind of crossover would you like to see from TK and any other game developer? This was another question asked, and we'll start with Lawrence on this one. Let's see... Okay, the one I gave between Tecmo Koei and any other company was uh, Sengoku Basada mixed with uh, Samurai Warriors or probably even Dynasty Warriors to mix those two styles together. Um, I sort of got two. Um, one, as uh, you know, a couple of fighters have made a little bit of a crossover, um, a dead or alive and Tekken crossover. However, saying that you're probably end up disappointing a load of fans because Tekken fans won't like the Dead or Alive combat system and I'm sure a lot of hardcore Dead or Alive fans won't like playing in the Tekken combat system um, but if they were done in a similar manner to um, how the Street Fighter X Tekken and Tekken X Street Fighter are being done, i.e. it's being done in one way and then done in the other way it might it might work uh, but I highly doubt something like that would, uh, would kick off. I would um, say something similar to you, but uh, instead of Tekken, I would say uh, Soul Calibur. See, Soul Calibur might work, but see, Soul Calibur they have they have weapons. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and Dead or Alive, they don't, apart from um, Ryu, who sort of does. Um. I don't, uh, and a Warriors game crossover that, okay, not exactly a crossover, maybe a, um, a, a brand, uh, a Lord of the Rings Warriors game, that would be pretty awesome. Ooh, that's a, that would be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. I have to agree with you there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then you got the, uh, you know, enemy uh, officers uh, being trolls or something like that, and... Yeah. Make a trophy, you shall not pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just participate in, uh, in Lord of the Rings battles that are, uh, occur throughout the, uh, series of books. Yeah, that would be nice. I have two fighting game crossovers that came to mind. Mm-hmm. The first one for the 3D front would be Virtual Fighter and Tekken. I really want a Virtual Fighter and Tekken game. I like I loved Virtual Fighter when I okay back when I had the um, had the Sega Saturn. Um, I used to, used to play Virtual Fighter on there, um, and I used to love playing. I haven't played in the recent one so so I can't comment Virtual too much. Fighter, Virtual Fighter Five was brilliant. I'm. I'm impatiently waiting for a Virtual Fighter 5 Final Showdown to finally get released. 
and that's going to be summer of this year, so... Yeah, I'm going to be stuck on that for a while. <laughs> and then, aside from Virtual Fighter and Tekken, one that just came to mind. What about a King of Fighters and Blaze Blue crossover? Sounds good, I would say. Actually, a, 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 a Koei-style um, fighting game. How about, um, you know, see your Dynasty Warriors versus Soul Calibur? So, do that you mean Dynasty Warriors? Dynasty Warriors one? characters. Or... Um, that style of, that style of <laughs> thing. That style of thing, but having, you know, sort of more up to date characters, more up to date character list versus yeah, Soul Calibur characters. It's... And you could explain it as, you know, a rift between time between Soul Edge and Soul Calibur, and there you go. There's your and... story explanation. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, you know, you could have. Uh, you could, uh, Co- you know, combo input for a moose to attack or something. Yeah. So yeah, if, Tech McCoy, if you're listening, use Here's some ideas. ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and they're free as well, so. Yeah. We don't want any credit. We just want these to happen. Yes. Make it all happen. of them. <laughs> all of them. And also, make sure you release uh, Warriors of Rachel Three in the West. I think they will. I, I think that's already been either hinted at or if not outright I, I confirmed. Th- I, I, I think it's been hinted at enough. I'm sure Chim yeah. was meant to have um, put some announcement out on Friday. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but he had to... He's not in the country anymore. No, so. no, he travelled home, so... We'll wait until so I, uh, he gets back or whatever. Yeah, he said, I think he said it'll be next week instead. Mm. And then that would be the uh, announcement, hopefully for Zero G3. I don't care yeah. when the announcement is, I just want to... The same. And actually, that was another thing which he brought up this... Uh, he brought this up on Twitter yesterday, I think it was, um, about um, how would we feel if um, Tech McCoy brought, um, ported games without cha- without using the, the... changing the language on them, just having oh. English text and the Japanese sounds. I would hate that. You would hate that? I would hate that. I would I would prefer being given the option of either English or Japanese sounds because seriously See? it's just I can't understand even if you put the text in front of me I, I don't want to be reading the text when I could be hearing it and then because you know if you're playing Dynasty Warriors and you, let's say you're trying to fight Lubu you're put off guard. You don't want to be reading. Uh, this officer got a hundred kills. You don't really care about them, so you know. See, I have my Dynasty Warriors Seven in Japanese and with English text, and I think um, personally, um, if they were to port games like um, Samurai Warriors Three Z over here, or um, Orochi Z over here with the current sound and um, just using English text, which would be cheaper than having to record a whole load of voices. I'll record um, the voices for free. If I have to, you know. <laughs> I'll voice somebody. <laughs> I, I I would I would like that, um, but then there was also the issue, which was discussed. Things like marketing, packaging, and everything else, which may not be such a financially, you know, good move on their part. But 
What do you mean by packaging like a box art? Yeah, I mean obviously they'll have to repackage with English writing and um, everything to. else. They don't really need to. You can tell what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Dynasty yeah. Warriors is just always Zhao Yun on the cover. Just put a yeah. number and you're, you're ah. set. You don't really need it. Ah, no, no. Extreme Legends had Wang Yi on the cover. She did. Ah, variation. She was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In actual fact, that's right in front of my face. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors Dynasty Warriors 3 actually had Lu Bu on the cover. Well, how do you know that Wang Yi is not just Zhou Yun in drag. <laughs> I have to ask her. <laughs> I, I forgot what rule that was. Rule number thirty-four on the internet. If there's a if there's a male version, there's a female version elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. My response for th my response for that is shut up and take my money. <laughs> if that's the only way, if that's if that cuts the hurdle of getting that game over okay, to yeah. the U.S. or the Europe and give it an overseas release, then I'd be fine with it. I have I, a few I, games that are already Japanese only anyway. Yeah, so. I would. I'd be fine with it myself. Um, it's not something that would bother me. I do think it would bother some people. Yeah, like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah, be rather given the, the choice than. You know, and I think one thing that was brought out yesterday was um, the fact that it will only be the fans that be buying it. On that respect, because probably you know you probably wouldn't pick up a lot of new people who didn't understand what the, what was going on. And they don't know the characters, etc. But then the same thing goes with the games themselves. I think I, th I think it's mostly fans that are buying them or being or recommending them to people. You could make the case for Samurai Warriors being more authentic if it's just Japanese. Mm. And you get more of an idea of how the characters are supposed to be since they're speaking, you know, their language. Yes, yeah. But I just don't like, um, in Japanese, like, the way they pronounce the names. Because, you know, from Japanese to English, it doesn't really sound right. Like, when they, the way they say Zhuge Liang. In Japanese, it's not actually Juga Leong, they say some next thing. Yeah. And I'm like, who the hell is this character they're talking about? And Oh, that's because his name gets changed. What do you mean? Uh, the Japanese names for the um, characters in the Romance of the Three Kingdoms are entirely different. Ah. Like, I that. think uh, Lubu is Ryofu. The, the names get totally changed around for Japanese. Yeah. Hmm. And another thing is, um, what was I going to say now? Uh, Sorry. The Japanese. I was going to say something about the Japanese voices. Uh, oh yeah, they. Pronunciation. It's not the pronunciation now. It's just the fact that, for like Joe Yu, he kind of speaks like he's not like a deep voice. He's kind of calm. And then in Japanese, it's all like. He's so he sound his voice is so deep. It's like he's on like some next shrooms or something. Like, hey guys, he sounds like a stoner. That's how bad I, it is. I think people have more of an issue with the females, um, with the female characters, the female voices. Um, the difference between the English and the Japanese um, sounds because the females are very high pitched and the Japanese like very excited. You know. 
um, when they talk, as opposed to the English version, which they look a little bit more on the sort of normal side. <laughs> well, it's the same with the males. The males are all angry. I'm like, what the yes, hell, man? Yeah. Like, well, it is wartime. <laughs> but Juke Leon's all calm, and he's in Japanese, he's like, looking to punch someone in the face, like. <laughs> Well, Suma Zhao stole Suma Chair's last meat bun, so he has a right to sound angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that'll be my take on that on the voices. Uh, I would like it if they were willing to port. I'm okay. There'd be PS3 only ports, so you probably wouldn't get them anyway. But <laughs> why ruin it for me? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll be satisfied with uh, Japanese voices, even if it came, even if it was download only. Uh, Japanese voices, English text, happy me. I'd be all for it if it's the only way to get some of the games over. Yeah. If that if that cuts enough of the cost for it to be more, you know, worth the risk, then by all means, uh, I'll be okay with that. If only they just make like a special edition for me in English. <laughs> the, the, the Fish Loves Mish special edition. Yes. Like a special <laughs> port for me. Just for you, we got Yuri Lowenthal to voice Sun again. <laughs> no, we, we get Chin to do all the voices. We, we got Chuck <laughs> Norris to do Lu Bu. It would be fitting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pursue Lu Bu, but with Chuck Norris, you can't even look his direction. No. <laughs> he has fists in his eyes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, was there um, other. Questions or other topics that anyone wanted to discuss? Well, there's no other questions from the people. There's only like three questions. Um, I mean, I assume um, there is going to be um, further um, Tekmakoi fan days, like uh, the TK days, uh, during this year. Well, hopefully, there is. Um, Hopefully there is some charity ones as well, because um, I'm thinking maybe we could organise one for charity. That'd be good. Mm. Um, and I'm sure with regards to the new releases coming out, there'll be a few more things to be playing. Yeah, there will be, and hopefully if Dead or Alive comes out, we can get like um, tournaments going on with the yeah. pros, because there is a few pros that took part in the TK Day. Which I was proud of. I, were the um, I mean, I never got round to playing Dead or Alive Four during the weekend. Um, was there a lot of players? Um, on the Xbox, there was only about, I'd say, there was three. Right. Uh, that's not including me, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I think two of them were pros. Okay. So it was good. Getting I, I your guess, ass kicked by the pros, but you know. 
I guess it may have also depended on the time of day because when you were playing, it may not have been the prime time for the US guys who were playing. And yeah. Stuff. Well, actually, everyone that everyone besides me that were playing Dead or Alive were from the US. So, wow. yeah. Well, it's better than nothing, basically. Yeah. It's really a game that's as old as DOA 4. Its online scene should be just dead by now. Yes, yeah. Most, most are dead by this point. And I think last time, DOA community had a good boost in numbers of people playing online. Um, and they did a blog post about it. Yeah, I read that one. That one I was like, oh cool, so uh, I was looking at that hoping that I was like kind of, you know, cultivating the DOA, you know, online scene for the Xbox a little bit, and then I just read the blog post and I was like, okay, that, then it worked. Chin's um, just posted up on Twitter, we want DW7 Empires. What? Oh, he did. Yeah. Do it. Would Do you it. like DW7 Empires? I think yeah. that'd be, I think that'd be a, a good move. I would love that, but hopefully some new characters or or the return of the creator character mode. Now that's it's something which they do in Empires, I think. Um, yeah, the Empires I, has that. The Empires never has new character. The Empires never usually had new characters. It was um, always um, they create. They had the create character mode, and um, then they had this, that slightly different style of you know domination of the. Battlefields, etc. Oh, I saw the tweet. Uh, and Chin put a hashtag. We want DW7 Empires. I, I would, I would like that. I would like a DW7 Empire. And hopefully, they could do the thing they did in Dynasty Warriors 6 Empires. Um, the whole, the bond system, marriage system. That that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, we've been um, little events um, going on. Mm. Yeah. Thing that I was a bit confused about is that you can have bonds with any male character, but it's a really hmm. so you know how you can have like those maxed out bonds with nearly every male character, but it's only like a few female characters that you can have. Like a marriage relationship with, and you can only have yeah. it like once. Yeah. Unless you just dump the person, and you know, in China back then, you can have like loads. many wives. Exactly. <laughs> so it should make it a bit more. Oh, there's a video. I want to watch this now. <laughs> see, see, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for uh, Empire's game. I'm sure many. Uh, fans that will be listening to this will uh, actually quite agree as well. And hopefully um, DLC could be like used in this if they have it because I don't want to be paying for DLC again unless it's new. Now well, this, what, this is what's nice about this, the, um, the DLC for Bungie Warriors 7 goes straight onto Empires Without, uh, onto, sorry, Empires, uh, Extreme Legends goes straight onto Extreme Legends without um, the need for the disc. Well, that's good. So there is some hope. Um, I downloaded the costume packs that I wanted on DW7, 
and they've gone straight onto Extreme Legends without me having the disc, so... Yep. And then Six Empires also had nothing but free DLC, so... Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. For the creator character stuff. Yeah. Which I had a blast playing with when I was making my created officers. <laughs> I spent ages making officers. <laughs> I think I have ten officers now, with one that uh, Justin gave me and the other nine my own creation. <laughs> All of them with level ten weapons now, so I'm just sitting here like I have an army at my command. <laughs> Dynasty Warrior 7 seems the most built for an Empire's expansion. I mean, look yeah. at the Conquest mode, it looks like it has the template for the missions. For like, the that's, mercenary missions. That's exactly what I was thinking was to do with the, the, um, the Conquest mode. Um, that's... That was a nice... Uh, that was, I, I liked the Conquest mode on DW7, I thought that was a nice um, battleground feature. Yeah. It was fun. It had its repetitive moments where I was yes. like, okay, more on the same. But at the same time, it was, you can't deny it was still, you know, 300 missions that you were still playing <laughs> and having fun yeah. with. Yeah. Well, once you've completed them, there's not really much you can do. No, but then you end up, I mean, I completed them and then I end up sort of working on bonds with people and then it, it left it open. So when I was playing online, I could jump in and play any sort of mission with anybody. And it would, you know, I'd help them with whatever they had left, and it didn't matter to me if I'd done it or not. Right. And it gives you that um, urge to just keep trying to unlock every single tile until they're all, uh, they're all done. Especially since with um, what's it called, with the conquest mode, some of the characters were closer to the where you started. Yes. But to unlock some characters like Lu Bu, you had to make your way all the way down south and yeah. you know go to like the like uh, legendary battle marker near toward the southern end of the map, and that gave you Lu Bu, and then this one gave you Liu Shan, and this one here gave you Huang Gai, you know, for their legendary battles, for their bonds, and to unlock them as characters. Yeah, it made you work for characters in. Um, Dynasty Warrior 7. You just didn't have to work for uh, much else, you could say? Yeah. You, you, you could, you, basically, you could, um, because you could see what weapons you were going to be getting if you wanted to take, if you wanted a certain weapon, you can take a path around to just get that weapon, just get that character, etc, etc, if that's what you wanted to do. Right, and then eventually just go, whoop, I did what I wanted, and then just clear the rest of the map. Yeah. But you had to work for some animals, and also, like, there were some weapons, if you completed every mission, you got um, someone's weapon, I don't even remember. Those two swords, I don't remember, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that was um, after that was after doing this, all the scholar, um, yeah. you do all the, all the scholar stuff, um, the questions, and once you've passed all that. Lu um, Xuan swords. Yeah. Yeah, you got the level 11 spear by, I think, conquering the 11 cities, like the hub cities that you can visit. Yep. You got the spear, and clearing every single mission gave you the the cheating fang, which was Shao Duin's weapon. Ah, uh, yes, now I remember. Uh... 
I find it hilarious that they declone some of these movesets. Because now the Chidun Fang is a wor useless reward, and the Silver Stallion is a useless reward. <laughs> In the sense that they don't carry it over to their new styles, like my, like the Silver Stallion is now made the generic, you know, yeah. spear. Yeah. And the Chidin Fang is completely removed from its prestige and is now you know the generic, you know, pulled out for Shahadwin's new style. So it's kind of yeah. like they gave you this reward and it's useless in the expansion. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should have thought about that more. Now, was it um, was it you, Bish, that was um, commenting about the fact that the weapons look more um, like ornamental? Um, yeah, I think this, it was me. Yeah. In the newer games than they did before, they sort of went from uh, being of a particular style to suddenly becoming more um, decorated and um, sort of ornamental in style over time. I think that was me. I think I was talking about that in an, in the Dynasty Warriors, one of those episodes. So I remember talking about that. I remember mentioning it on Twitter once too. That it may have it may have been it may have been you then. <laughs> I know there was a, there was a thing on Twitter um, during this week. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it on Twitter around this uh, this past week. That yeah. the weapons went from being bigger and more recognizable to. Smaller but more ornate in design. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was my little rant. <laughs> <laughs> I like the weapons now compared to the ones back then because Lubu's spear in Dynasty Warriors 4 was ridiculous. <laughs> the spear was like 18 feet tall. But that was beastly, I have to say. It was just. <laughs> no, yeah. But, but now at least it looks uh, it looks good. It looks uh, especially the higher tier weapons. They look uh, sort of basically with you know things like whips and stuff like that. Whips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now go there. <laughs> you see another character has paddles. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. But uh. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm unsure as I'm, I'm unsure as the direction they went with regards to the special weapons, things like the um, the use of uh, rules and uh, a syringe for um, some weapon uh, for one of the arm cannons. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, syringe of that one. Uh, I don't uh, see why they put fish as daggers. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> How is that, that was... gonna hurt anyone? <laughs> that was a weird one. Uh, they this, gulps at you. A soup spoon. I, th I think they did it as a way of having fun. Like, the yeah. first DLC weapon set was more... Well, it had the fish for knives, so it wasn't that yeah. serious. But it was <laughs> more serious. Yeah, Yeah, because a lot of the weapons were actual weapons. Like, Draconian Might was there, which was, I yeah. think, uh, the pike. And that was an actual weapon. And the second weapon set was just, you know... Bombs. We're bombs. gonna... Yeah, we're gonna put, you know, a giant ladle as, you know, the axe. Or the meat, mace, I should say. And meat we're bun gonna, bombs. We're gonna put meat bun bombs and, you know, the, the bomb weapon set. And then kebabs. 
We're gonna put a baseball bat as the as the uh, curved sword weapon. <laughs> I th I think they suited the um they went with the original costumes in a way, didn't they? And I think that's the that's what they were going they were going with just that's to so you could have a bit of fun with match it. anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the ladle match one guy's special outfit. That was even in his artwork. That ladle <laughs> with the special outfit. <laughs> Zhang Liao had the flags, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, the red and white flags. Yeah, it was either Zhang Liao or the twin sword style. It was a uh, yeah, it was the twin sword thing. Okay. A lot of their joke weapons really went, you know, out of. They really shot out of the bar ballpark for those. But they were fun. They were really fun to obtain, though. I yeah. Thought they were, I, I thought the maps that you could obtain them with were really good. Um, I've only found one annoying. Which one's that? Oh, uh, I think it's called White Knight. Right. Where you have to save, like you pretty much start off at the southeastern corner of the map. And after a few after a few minutes of the mission intro and whatever, I think Gen G appears, and basically it starts off as you rescuing yes, each kingdom's I'm... wife or yes, each uh, character's wife, and then go from there. I, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't stand that mission. <laughs> there was one where, um, yeah, everyone goes invisible, uh, and you're just being attacked by invisible soldiers. And you can't do anything about it <laughs> until you defeat someone. I think I remember that one. That one was that one was pretty cool. I just looked at that one like, okay, this is no different than story mode <laughs> with the phantom with yes. the phantom soldier. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that they used Dynasty Warriors two representation in the DLC missions. Uh, yeah, especially all the all the original yeah, all the original maps that, that were going across the um, the top on the conquest mode. Right. That yeah. All of them were just the DW two missions, and I was yes. like, oh wow, okay, at least this game gets a representation in somehow. And you jump in, and there's a nice sea of red. <laughs> yeah. Dynasty Warriors two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big giant sea of red was not in Dynasty Warriors two. I'll say that much. <laughs> Like, Dynasty Warriors 2, you had to struggle to get a thousand kills. Like, my average in that was like 300. Uh, I used to get a thousand. But I was just so young, so I thought, as soon as I get to a thousand, my PlayStation's gonna blow up. <laughs> Wait, so why would, you, why would you keep getting a thousand if you, your PS2 would blow up? I don't know. The thing is, I never actually got to a thousand. I just... It was like 999, and I was like, I don't want to get the next kill, so I just switched off to PlayStation. <laughs> I got to a thousand once, and that was just to get Lubu. I think Dynasty Warriors Six was just ridiculous with the number of people that you would slaughter in that in that game. <laughs> and and the fact that you know you can keep your combos going for God knows how long. Yeah, Dynasty Warriors Six. Dynasty Warrior 6 was fun in what it did, but at the same time, pretty much the first kingdom I always used, which is Wei, got yeah. butchered in 6. 
like the only people worth using in Dynasty Warriors Six for Way were the hidden characters. The ones which you had to unlock. <laughs> right. And <laughs> in order to get to them, you had to use Zuma Yi, whose his claw style was alright. It was awkward at the time, but when you got it to full Rembu with Airwave, it was freaking great. Dian Wei, who was using the ball and chain, and it did not fit him at all. And Shahal Duen, who they turned from Swordsman to Barbarian in that game. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt me. <laughs> I, th I think one of the strength, because they had, um, you were able to jump up cliffs. Right. Uh, and and I, actually, I quite, you know, and I like that you can, you know, you can implement the the sneak attacks on the place, you know, on these places, and you get in there. Um, you know, you set the base on fire, etc. Um, on the yeah. empires. Yeah. I love that in empires. Yeah. Empires was just wrong with how many people you could kill in the stage. Yeah. <laughs> like within the first five minutes, you can get a thousand. Yeah. And. And it just seemed the norm. And as soon as you jump onto seven, you realize, hang on, I haven't even killed a thousand people yet. Dynasty War at seven, I'm like, hold on, why am I killing like eight hundred? I should be at you know eight thousand by now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, did, I I remember kicking into seven and the first try because you couldn't because the last game I was playing before that was um, six. Uh, six empires. Then um, I was um, trying to jump up cliffs like I could in that, <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> I think you can in seven. You I... just need to find like the right unit, because I've I have ambushed them before by jumping off a cliff. Uh, j jumping down, yeah. Jumping up, no. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you can't yeah. jump up. A I wish they kept that in. That would have been nice, because then that root that does catch them off guard, and then you have the morale effect on them. Be like, look at the computer and be like, eh. My my messages are flashing, but you know this music's on. <laughs> you know, I think more musicians should do eight bit kind of thing, like use songs or use the theme tunes from games on the snares or from the old Nintendo systems and kind of make that into um, like music that you have today like you know um, I'm not a big fan of Lady Gaga or anything but there's this one song I'll put a link now it was made using some snares stuff like old school games and it just sounds amazing it just sounds too amazing so I want to see more musicians do that kind of thing, like recycle music. Old sound bites. Yes. Some people would argue against that, actually, that they want to see less of that, because there's so many people who take older songs and remix them that some people get tired of it. And it sort of loses the originality. But then I guess it depends on what it what exactly it is because there is song because it's artists when they use a song or a sample from a song that was popular before <laughs> people have heard enough of that song before that and right. then they're being regurgitated into something else which is again becoming popular using the same samples right 
No, but I just mean in um, just SNES, like uh, Super Nintendo in particular, because you know you don't, you haven't heard these songs in a long time, and you know just listening to them again is just wow. Yeah, I get so, what you mean. You get that nostalgic feeling of, you know, hearing an old song over a radio again. I got that over YouTube once. Sorry, go ahead. But what, it, what, it, what it's nice is, that, especially if it reminds you of a particular scene or something that you've done, and, and, and you just it all sort of comes back to you. Yeah. Which is what I particularly like about the Final Fantasy music because I listened to that and I pictured the scene where exact where that music exactly took place and yeah the music is very memorable for that for Final Fantasy like One Winged Angel only plays when Sephiroth's around yeah. so you hear that song you think what he's done in the series you yeah know. it's the final battle song isn't it it's the, the full version so right well, either final battle song there, or you, like remixed in Advent Children later yeah. on. Yeah, and, you, and immediately it clicks, and you know exactly what it is. It's, uh... Yeah, you know stuff's gonna happen right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you hear the opening of the 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 concussion and the, or excuse me, the percussion and the bass just booming across and the trumpets going off, you know, okay, this is this is this is happening. <laughs> yeah. So guys, um, hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Get Life Podcast. This is episode, I don't know, it's either 35, 36, 37. Let's just call it episode 2 of the new year. No. (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) Just no. Actually no, yeah, we we could do that. But, you know... (laughs) Oh, we was, could, but since you suggested it. I normally go up, so I know, let's say, maybe episode 40. You never know, because uh, sometimes every, like, 10th episode we do some sort of celebration that we got that far. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, I get you. Like, a, every, like, a 10th episode anniversary of some kind. Yeah, because, you know, it's, it's really good to survive a year, you know, in the... Because, you know, there's many very good podcasts out there. And, you know, I'd just like to take this time to thank everyone that has helped us along. Uh, Raiden, thank you very much for all your help in the podcast. You too, Lawrence, as well. And Chin, because he's helped a lot. He's helped with all the giveaways that we were doing. It's mainly from Chin, the DLC and the cards. And, oh yeah, the, the winners of those cards... Let, let me just announce them now. Um, okay, I'll just send you a tweet. Uh, the winners. <laughs> um, and yeah, thank you, everyone. Oh yeah, thank you to Fast Food Cack who done all of the artwork for the Get Life podcast. He's a really amazing guy. And and thanks to everyone that was listening to the Get Life podcast uh, during 2011 and 2010 
and hopefully you guys can listen throughout 2012. Say goodbye, Ryden and Lawrence. Good night, guys. Right. Oh, all goodbye, should I say you could? <laughs> what was that? I said, I said, oh, oh, should I say just to say goodbye because you may not be listening at night? <laughs> I say goodnight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Force a habit. <laughs> okay, okay, see you later, guys. <laughs> right. Good night, everyone. Hope you have a great day. Good night. Hope you have a great day. What? It makes okay. sense. Just go with it. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> if it does. Good He's... night. Hope you have a good day. Night and then goes into day. I think of these things. <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> I was thinking after night it's night. I was like, no, that doesn't happen. It doesn't make that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> you know, it's late at night here. It's, nothing makes sense anymore. It's 7:21 p.m. here, and I've had no sleep. <laughs> Let's just call it a day. <laughs> Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. <laughs>